Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Bring along the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies to add a sprinkle of joy to your workday. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. A prominent legal dynasty in South Carolina's low country is obliterated by murder by somebody inside the family. Alec Murdoch was convicted of the double murder of his wife and youngest son, Margaret and Paul. Alec's father, grandfather, and great-grandfather were all prosecutors For over 90 years, at the time of the murder, the legacy was set to continue because Alec was a current lawyer and his oldest son, Bubba, was in law school. The double murder trial was right at a central casting for a Southern courtroom scene. Granddaddy's portrait hung in the courthouse right there on the wall. There were nicknames. There was the lifestyle everybody's come to understand. Drugs were involved, scams were involved, other possible murders were involved, and then there was the accents. The Low Country was on full display, and the drama, honey, it unfolded over money, scamming, murder for hire, financial crimes. It was just a lattice of suspicious deaths tied to this pillar of the community. It was a morass of a case. Six weeks of testimony. Six weeks, y'all. And they found Alec Murdoch guilty. The defense at trial 
said the state had built a case on, quote, theories and conjecture. But then there was a video. And on that video that was taken on Paul's phone, the victim, the youngest child, you could hear three voices clearly. Paul, Margaret, and Alec. And Alec had said he wasn't there. He didn't see them prior to the murders. And yet there it was. It blew his alibi to pieces. That was February the 1st. Then on the 23rd of February, Alec took the stand. And again, his facial expressions, his demeanor, the nicknames that he would use, the crying, it was literally out of a movie. I made a prediction on the Nancy Gray show that the jury would return a verdict quick. I said it would be within three hours. It was three hours and some change, and I was confident that they would convict him as a killer. The clerk read the verdict. The foreman stood and said, yes, this is our verdict. The jury was then polled, and the judge said, is this your individual verdict? Was this your vote? Did anybody influence you, yes or no? But it ain't over. Clerk Hill was accused by Juror Z of influencing her decision. Y'all know him. Y'all love him. And honey, we need him on this labyrinth of legal lunacy. I have never seen such in my entire career. Famed defense attorney, regular on court TV with Judge Ashley. He's one of the most positive people I know. Joshua Schiffer. Honey, come help us with this thing. And as beautiful as your description is, it's, it's really just the tip, isn't it? It is. This story is so big and it keeps getting. But, so we did the Epstein case a few years ago and that was huge. And we played, you know, a role in it. That is the only other case I've been involved in in over 20 years that even comes close to the number of different pathways of stories in this. Because when you talk about the pillar of the community, y'all, y'all ain't been to the South. You, you just, it, it, it's hard to comprehend how orderly and set these societies are and how the roles in these societies are celebrated by all of the institutions from the lowest of the low to the highest of the high there's this very specific culture that is the rural South, magnified even more by this being the low country. And for those of you who are unfamiliar with the low country, it's really that coastal area, South Carolina, North Carolina, the little bit of Georgia and North Florida, which has a very unique and special culture based upon hundreds of years of development. And it's, it's just, it's different from the rest of America. So when we talk about a pillar of the community, the Murdaws were the law. If there was an issue, one of them was gonna be involved, either prosecuting, defending, being a judge, being that backdoor consultant, being the expert witness, bringing in their massive network. Because just just because they're in South Carolina doesn't mean they don't have friends all over the nation. And then to see this story unfold with the twist and turns, no one could have predicted that we find ourselves now having listened to one of the most intriguing and fascinating hearings I've ever heard 
in my entire career this week. And you and I were in communication as this entire thing was unfolding. And my mind was just blown because prior to this, I kept up a little bit about the allegations. And there was one juror that said, oh, I was influenced by what the clerk said. And she had told us to watch his body language and all. And my sisters were all upset. They were like, how? How can he get a new trial? They just believed that first jury. And I was like, look, he's not going to get a new trial because this is what was in my head. You were polled. You were asked under oath, did anybody influence you over this six-week period of time? They never came forward. They didn't say anything under oath. They didn't say yes. They wait. And now she is making this allegation, and I'm like, look, she was either lying when she got polled or she's lying now. And it kind of cancels each other out. But then Josh, Hill took the stand. Man, I've seen stuff that I couldn't ever predict. And, you know, nothing, fiction has nothing on real life. But what we witnessed this week just boggles the imagination. They literally had to create pathways to have this heard, bringing in a retired Supreme Court justice who, in her ruling, spun the story even more because we had one of the most respected judicial voices in the state basically say, hey, I don't think the clerk was being honest. I, I don't trust her testimony. Whoa, stop the presses. What do you mean? But it's still not enough to give a new trial because the evidence against Mr. Murdoch was so overwhelming. What? You didn't get to hear the, you read the transcript, but you weren't the trial judge. And you just said that one of the key stakeholders, their testimony you just elicited, that testimony was disingenuous and not to be believed. And that is the part that slapped me dead in the head. And let me say, you and I know how many clerks never, never has a clerk had the opportunity to talk to jurors by themselves. Let me tell you something. When I'm at the courthouse and I even see somebody with a sticker, because in Fulton County, they wear a sticker. I am a jury member. I will not get on the elevator with them. Exactly. It's the kryptonite of the court system. Jurors are special and sacred. And man, you don't want to do anything. Appearance and propriety, throw that out the window. You don't even want to give them a chance for appearance of impropriety. I don't want to mm -mm. be near you. I don't want to talk to you. Mm -mm. I don't want somebody to say he said something to her or was rude to her or was not rude to her. You don't want anything ever coming up on the record. And that's when we get to this absurdity of the fact that she was polled. Everybody, jury, Jersey was polled. And if you don't know what that means, she stood up in court upon the pronouncement of the jury and confirmed under direct sworn individual testimony that no one had influenced her. And it's a sacred moment. It's not loud. There's not 30 other people. to. No, it's just you and the judge and the court reporter in front of everybody. And for that change to happen, that's shocking on behalf of the jersey. But then compounded with Becky Hill's indefensible actions, 
throughout this entire trial, I'm disgusted. I know a lot of people in the court system are infuriated that it would even be considerable for a court employee with a sacred obligation and legal duty to, to be planning the book, to be planning the profiteering. That goes against your fundamental duties in carrying out what you've been appointed or elected to. But to mess it up with a jury of such an important case, it's mind boggling. It is career suicide. And to me, again, how? How did this break down so bad? Her job is to sit right there next to the judge. The jury is escorted in and out by sheriff's deputies. You should never cross paths. You should never, ever have an opportunity to be alone, much less walk in that room and start telling people, watch his body language. This shouldn't take y'all long. Y'all know he's guilty. (laughs) What? Where are the watchers watching? You know, I've got deputies, deputies, so many of my deputies are insistent on fairness because they've seen the good and the bad. You think Matt and I watch court. That's nothing compared to a deputy. Deputies get a thousand hours of court a year and they've seen it all. The good, the bad, the ugly, the fair and the awful. I am blown away that the deputies, had they noticed anything didn't say something, but then I get into questioning the local cultures of these local courthouses, and you've been in them too. And guess what? They're all they're going to work there every day for the next years. So, so it, I'm not going to go rat on on somebody. Oh, it wasn't that big a deal. He's get, but there's big questions that I have there about the institution of court, how they're functioning, and I really wonder how other courts are are going to process this because if i'm at the uh, united states criminal courts association convention and this is a hot topic this year become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from trinity school of natural health trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-lunch pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. 
Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. My parents were from a really small town, and my great-grandfather was the prosecutor. Everybody went to high school with him, worked with him, lived next door to him, went to church with him. I get it. I get the connections and this just web of this is our world. This is how we operate. Every lawyer in that state knew Alec Murdoch. Everybody knew his defense attorneys. Everybody knows the prosecutor. I understand. But the other thing is every single one of them, including Ms. Hill, took an oath. There used to be a great billboard, and I want to say it was the Army. I don't remember, but it was an armed services, I believe. And the billboard said, you had like a resume for your job. I took an oath for mine. It separates you. It does. When you have unwaivable mandatory duties that are inherent to the uh, completion of your job, man, you don't play around with that and to violate them so willingly, openly, and carelessly really sends a message uh, of what I think is really important from the 10,000-foot existential view, which is the integrity of the system. Because I don't know what's going to happen in the future. I think the appellate court's going to weigh in here. Who knows whether Mr. Murdoch gets another trial or not. But for a certain part of the community, this is the asterisk on our justice system because we didn't fulfill the promises strictly. We, we didn't abide by our oaths completely. And if you've got that, you've got to question the integrity of the whole process, despite all the good, despite the overwhelming evidence. What good is that if we, I don't want to say cheated, but how far can we bend the rules and pat them on the top of the head and go, just go along now. That's what we call justice. Like the song, The Night the Lights Went Out in Georgia. Oh, it's about supper time. Let's wrap this up. I mean, that's why I said it's right out of Central Casting. If you are trying to show a Southern courthouse, they just did it. It really is. And and I'm fascinated to see what the Court of Appeals is going to do. Uh, the justice, when she ruled, obviously a brilliant woman, and she had put enormous thought into how she wanted to resolve the instant issue. And she walked into a, to a battlefield. She had really good reasons to feel one way or another. She has a really strong loyalty and fidelity to the system of justice. And that's exactly what she backed up. And that's exactly what she supported. And I don't like how awkward it is. And I don't like how it is not pretty and proper. But I do respect that she knows the process, knows what the goal is, and is using the Court of Appeals properly. Because the language that she used specifically was clearly pulled straight from case law. And she is setting up the appellate issues as cleanly as possible to allow those judges at the Court of Appeals, the Supreme Court of South Carolina, 
And then if this moves over to federal court on procedural issues, the federal system, because it is it is unambiguous what has happened, uh, at least from the facts at this stage. But then again, we've got to add what's going on in the background. The rumor mill is on fire. There are allegations of chicanery and shenanigans involving every single one of the lawyers, except for Creighton Waters. Uh, Creighton Waters has been a rock of stability and integrity. Uh, I would be ripping out my hair uh, if I was in his office. I would be screaming bloody murder. Uh, I won't be surprised if Mr. Waters has spoken to other prosecutors and Miss Hill uh, faces some sort of sanction, whether criminal or civil or what. But her active threat and damage to such an important case is indefensible. And I don't know a prosecutor that would stand by her and say that she doesn't deserve some sort of, uh, of discipline or some other sanction. And I don't believe she's fit to carry the office now that it's been determined that her testimony was found disingenuous by, by a you know properly installed judge. And you know, Crichton Waters, you're correct. He has been rock solid to have somebody that you've worked with every day that you've come to trust and understand and everybody knows the protocol. And again, for the ethics and the laws and the standards and the safeguards to all break down, to all fail at the same time when this is the biggest stage y'all are going to be on, it's, it's an atrocity. It really is. And, and I know that we are using lots of hyperbole, but this deserves it. This is the case that shakes and cracks the foundations of our institutions because I can hear every single person that received negative treatment in a contested matter from this court having a legitimate gripe. And that's the guy that got convicted on a horrific crime saying, hey, wonder what she was doing during my case. That goes to the civil people arguing about medical malpractice, arguing about government issues such as policy trust. There are so many people now that were on the wrong end of a decision that are sour that now look at the court system and say, aha, see, told you. See, look at how our court system failed and there's no remedy for me. No one's going to listen to me. And I'll go to my grave knowing that Becky Hill ruined my chance at justice because that's what they do in South Carolina. And it's hard to tell them no in the face of an open hearing where a major justice just called out the clerk. And we all watched her testimony. Come on now. Uh, Miss Hill is no actress. But Joshua, what if other jurors come forward and say she said the same thing to me? She said something similar to exactly. us. Exactly. I was joking with a couple of my friends about how we need to start a letter campaign to the wealthy inmates of South Carolina saying, hey, it's been shown that South Carolina clerks just disregard the sacred rules of how we try cases. If you'd like to pay a bunch of money, I'll file a whole mess of paperwork because that's how the system's supposed to work. I know people are going to go, oh, Josh, that's gross. That's not. No, that that's how you enact change. 
Our, our litigation system is the product of thousands of fights where both sides had real issues. Both sides sometimes have terrible issues. Uh, but but it's that fight and the process of the fight that that perfects our system even more. And the worry here is that we didn't perfect our system more with this with this ruling. And to perfect our system, we're going to have to get down to the Court of Appeals, Supreme Court, and the federal system to get to the bottom of it with whatever evidence comes up. The first issue that I have, and you've kind of already touched on it, but I just want to be super clear. She wrote that book mighty fast. So that says to me, she was working on it just about every night, without a doubt. And that leads me again, I already think she violated her oath right then and there, because you want him to be found guilty so you can sell more books. You don't want a hung jury. You don't want a not guilty. That's going to, you know, give you a little ding in your sales. But when she has to admit she plagiarized, okay, I just, I just got to say this. If I was late meeting you for lunch and I said, I'm so sorry, there was 4,768 people at the bank. I was trying to get some money because I want to buy your lunch. You understand that's poetic license. You understand there weren't 4,768 people in that bank. You understand it was busy. If I told you, well, you know, Joshua, I went to law school too. That's a flat lie. And the two things are not interchangeable. You can't say something that you know good and well ain't true and call poetic license. It's abuse of the phrase. If I'm the poets or the licensors, I'm angry because it's so far beyond the pale. This, this isn't a, a, what my mom would call polite, a little white lie. You're not, you're not, you know, making up something to just calm it down and, and keep moving up. No, if she is writing a book for profit, knowing that she is continuing to fulfill and have requirements of her duties in court during the trial, every action she takes is imputed with that profit motive, with that conflict, because she had a reason to want a, a specific result. And it's a reason that is unfortunately the most common of temptations, money. It's it, We're not having to deal with esoteric concepts such as influence or... No, it was just flat-out money. She's going to write the best-selling, you know, number one New York Times, going to be pre-printed at every big-box store for Christmas this year on the biggest murder in, in, in America this year, basically. And, and how is she ever going to say, I didn't have an interest in the outcome? I didn't have an interest in how the trial unfolded. Heck, if you want to get super deep, you know, uh, conspiracy theory, you could say that this is all just part of a continuing conspiracy to sell a book. Because now she gets to write an addendum about how she was pilloried by the cheats and the liars of the justice system. And private lawyers are making up lies and bribing jurors. This story can keep going. And it's mind-boggling that the court wouldn't put a stop to it. It's frustrating, to be blunt, as much as I'm convinced of his guilt. I may have questions about the how, what, where, and why, and who else might have been involved. But I believe, as 
firmly as I can say it, he was 100% involved in the murder of his wife and son. Uh, but, but what about next? They're going to keep this going, and he deserves a new trial because the system was acknowledged to have been corrupted at the highest level. And therefore, my opinion is that the jury verdict cannot stand. Yes, it's terrible and wasteful and awful, and it's due to a crime that basically was committed by Becky Hill in violating her oaths and duties. And it's awful that South Carolina should have to retry and re-traumatize and re-spend those assets. But guess what? I also believe Becky Hill should be hit with a restitution order as part of some prosecution or discipline process where she pays back every nickel from that trial, an amount that I imagine is in the millions of dollars. Uh, Miss Hill should never poke her head out of the sand again uh, in a professional context as far as I'm concerned. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-lunch pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. When I was commenting on this case and trying to form my own opinion based on the evidence that was coming out kind of piecemeal, I said very clearly, you have a wife and a son murdered. Those uncles weren't demanding that law enforcement go find the killer. That community wasn't petrified. There was some crazed killer going around shooting people in their own yard. It seemed to me that his family and the community accepted way before that he was arrested that he had something to do with it. There was nobody else. Means, motive, opportunity, there was nobody else. And when that video on Paul's phone came out, I don't, I don't know what else you need. I don't know what else you need. Here's one thing I want you to do. 
just for everybody's own edification, run us through the Sixth Amendment. What, I mean, everybody knows the first, the fourth, the fifth, but a lot of times we don't talk about the sixth because I heard people saying, why didn't Miss Hill take the fifth? Because that would have just, just... Oh, it would have been, she it would have been just, absolutely an, an admission <laughs> of ever. So, and, and that's what I think a lot of people, the Fifth Amendment has so many different facets to the diamond. It is not just as easy as just shutting up and sitting down. No, there are so many different implications that come from the act of silence. And there's a lot of litigation about it. You know, in Georgia here, there's a lot of litigation over a good way to understand it is your refusal to submit to a test of your blood, breath, or urine in a DUI. Now, if you refuse to take the test, should that come in front of a jury? And the argument is that your refusal is basically an admission that you're too drunk to drive and you know it, so you're not going to take a test. And there you go. Well, the Fifth Amendment goes, that's not fair. Nothing you do or say under the Georgia version of the Fifth Amendment, and pretty much the federal as well, can be used against you. So that is why we exclude that refusal. And people sometimes are, are, are struggling with that. But it's because you've got to avoid any appearance of admission by action or inaction. And if she had gotten up there and said, I'm not going to say anything, it would have been easy for every single person to just realize, just like the mobsters in the 60s, we know why you're taking the fifth. And it's awful that we jump there and believe that. But the reason you take the fifth is generally pretty straightforward. Now, the sixth, people don't know about it. Because it's, like you said, it's not one of the ones people go, oh, I'm going to use that amendment today. I'm going to use my freedom of speech or my freedom of religion or right to remain silent or be free from unreasonable searches. And The Sixth Amendment basically guarantees the trial process. And prior to the founding of America, the trial process was a disaster. If you go back to the most seminal government agreements, treaties, uh, uh, statements, Magna Carta, Hammurabi's Code, way back. The rights of the accused in a trial, in an accusation, have evolved over thousands of years to get to their highest form, which is, in my opinion, the United States Constitution. And it's because the focus is on the individual. So what the Sixth Amendment does is it guarantees your trial rights. And these trial rights are clear. They are unambiguous. They make a lot of sense to us because we've been raised with these since childhood. But if you go to another country that doesn't have due process, that still has a king, that still has kangaroo courts where you're never told what's going on, it, it, the Sixth Amendment is just a dream come true. So real quick, the Sixth Amendment is your public trial. You get an impartial jury. You get a... a, a Okay, so let me make sure I'm doing this all exactly perfectly. Requires defendants be given notice of the nature and accusation against them. That's when you talk about arraignments and what an arraignment really is. An arraignment is nothing more than the government telling you very specifically what you are being charged with. And the reason that it's got to be told to you is so that you can formulate a defense. And the charging document against you has to be very specific. And if you hear the word demurrer, common, 
in how you fight cases. A demure is fighting against that specific set of allegations in an indictment or charging document because it has to be perfect in form as well as substance. On other parts of the Sixth Amendment, confrontation clause. When you talk about how trials work, if you can't confront the person making the accusation, then you're just being tried by existence. You're being tried by presence. You are being tried by allegation only. You must have the opportunity to confront the person accusing you of a crime, and that in almost all states is going to be law enforcement, because law enforcement is specifically trained in how the law applies, what requirements are necessary, and that's how we get to things like warrants and indictments and accusations and reports. All of that is governed by the Sixth Amendment and your right to confront and cross-examine witnesses. Because if you can't question the person accusing you, how can you ever show they are wrong or how they are acting out of their wheelhouse or are acting on improper evidence or do not have any evidence? We also included in this, in the Sixth Amendment, has your subpoena power or process clause. Uh, that is, you get to use, if you're accused of a crime, the power and process of the court to compel the production of witnesses and evidence in your own behalf. That means you can subpoena people. You can use the power of the court with a judge backing it up as a defense attorney. I can get the piece of paper. I can sign it. I can hand it to somebody and get it served. And if they don't follow it, there are punishments and consequences, including arrest and incarceration. Uh, it is rare, but it does happen that witnesses are retrieved by your local sheriff and deposited in a local holding facility until their presence at court can be satisfied. And you'll see that in cases. I know the YSL case in Atlanta right now has at least one or two witnesses that the DA's office is chasing because they've been subpoenaed and are on the run. Another portion of the Sixth Amendment, of course, is my favorite, Gideon versus Rainwright, 1963, expanded and explored the Sixth Amendment and clarified your absolute right to an attorney. You must have a public defender. If you cannot afford an attorney, the state will provide one for you under virtually all felonies, or actually I should say for all felonies, and in most states, most of your misdemeanors. There are some limitations when it comes to short service and things like that. Uh, this is also the Sixth Amendment where you find your speedy and public trial. That gets a little bit more complicated because the idea of speedy is relative to where you live and what system you are in. Uh, the statute of limitations, which is the time period within which the state must bring a charge if one is going to be brought, that relates to this. But more important than that, it gets to whether the state has the assets and ability to effectively prosecute people, because if they can't do it in the right amount of time, the Constitution guarantees that they can't bring that at all. So you will see cases where an allegation is made, someone is arrested, but never actually presented for prosecution within a period of time, measured in years, I should say. This is not a week's or month's exercise. Uh, and you can file what is known as a constitutional speedy, where a court will look at a variety of factors and determine 
whether the state fulfilled its duty and obligation to a speedy and public trial. You can also have what's called a statutory speedy trial, which is embedded in the code of your state. And that is a specific set of rules where it requires the state to move forward with certain parts of the trial at an at a escalated time frame, And that's most often used to jam up the state. And you see that in a lot of cases, especially uh, bigger cases that are complex for the state to, to manage. Uh, but the Sixth Amendment is your trial rights. And when it comes to state power, those are the rules. Those are the limitations. Those are what keep authoritarians and dictators and the evil people of the past at bay. That's what separates us. It's just that simple. And you know, there were some leaked photographs in this case. There was Hill telling people she wanted to write the book for a lake house. There's another clerk that said Hill and a bailiff drove a juror home. I mean, it just, it the hits just kept coming. That to me is insane. So I work in a courthouse. I know you're familiar with Fulton County Courthouse very well yourself. You don't want to be wandering around downtown Atlanta, say, after dark, 8, 9, 10 o'clock at night, because this is a non-residential area. It is all businesses and big buildings. And the only people there after dark aren't the kind of people you necessarily want to spend a lot of time with. There's a large, uh, unhoused population rife with drug abuse and mental health. So we always are dealing with jury security, jury safety. The clerk doesn't do That's what deputies are for. That's what service of cars are. There are more ways to ensure the safety and integrity of a jury that are just sacrosanct and easy. The idea that someone writing a book about a trial while monitoring and and managing the jury would drive them, that just boggles the mind. Here's a question for you. She supposedly went in the jury room. She supposedly went with a bailiff to drive somebody. She supposedly had all these side conversations with people. Did you see a deputy testify? Nope. And that's another big question. The meeting that sticks out to me is how was she having these individual meetings with the foreperson? I mean, how do the other jurors not go, hey, what's what's that juror doing with the clerk in the in, in the closet? How does the bailiff standing at the door <laughs> refuse her entry? And it gets down to again, we're back to that jury polling. Do words matter and do people really understand how important they are? One of my complaints about court is that words don't have the same weight for different people, and you need to understand that that people might need some education as to the importance. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, 
Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Bring along the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies to add a sprinkle of joy to your workday. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. The thing that I enjoy the least about court is the repetitiveness. So, you know, when you watch a movie, you know, you need me on that wall. You want me on that wall, right? You're waiting for those moments. The aha, I got you. Here's the secret tapes or whatever. A lot of it is the same thing every day. They're going to tell that jury, hey, don't have your phones out. Don't look at a paper. Don't call nobody. Don't talk about this with anybody. Don't talk about it amongst yourselves yet, right? How in the world, after six weeks, do those folks show back up and a few of them get on their phones watching Court TV Live, <laughs> watching Gerard Z testify? I was down at Court TV when that was happening. Uh, there were a couple people smiling and giggling just because it's so absurd to think that there wasn't somebody with their head on going, hey, y'all, maybe we should act right. Hey, hey, y'all, really? Joshua, this has already taken six weeks of my life. I'm not trying to be held in yeah, contempt. let's not do it. Put your phone Unbelievable up. Unbelievable that there's not multiple deputies back there watching them like a hawk to make sure that the rules are being followed. But again, does that reflect on the seriousness or lack thereof of the whole system? And if you're a crit critic of the system, you say, yeah, these words are garbage and they are meaningless and they are ignored. When we get to things like jury charges, right before you get to the, to the jury going in the back, they have to listen to the judge drone on and on and on with jury charges that half the time the lawyers don't even understand. And then after reading at a jury, a trapped group of people in a box, and I promise you are being read at. You are not having a nice read. No, they are reading to you the driest, most boring, complicated words of all time. We don't give them a copy of it and tell them to go follow everything that they just heard. Now, in some federal courts and some other state courts, they publish the jury instructions, which I think is great. But talk about letting them loose with just enough information to be dangerous. That is at the heart of some of the critiques of the jury system is we have such an advanced and evolved system that has become so complicated. It requires three years of advanced education after undergrad to even understand and practice. 
But then we pick the 12 people that jokingly weren't smart enough to get out of jury duty. We read at them after they've had to listen to parts of a story that clearly they know they didn't hear everything. We say, go go make a decision according to these rules, and we're not going to give you a copy of the rules. That's right. <laughs> Everybody understand? Okay. And you've read the appeals and you see them when when Mm -hmm. there are rulings that come out that make every single person scratch their head and say, how? I was joking with a prosecutor today, or sorry, I was joking on um, uh, Twitter today. Someone asked me about, you know, winning and losing trials and innocent people getting convicted. And I said, every good lawyer has lost cases they should have won and won cases they should have lost. And my big example of that is I had a case where a a young man was accused of of fairly awful sexual assault. And our defense was he didn't sexually assault her. He just beat the snot out of her. And so we went to trial and it was pretty clear we were going to admit to the physical beating, but we weren't going to admit to the sexual part. And the prosecutor was just all up on me. He's a great guy. Still know him 15 years later. And he's like, man, you may beat me on the sex thing, but I'm going to I'm going to get the best sentence out of that jury acquitted. Now, think about that. The jury acquitted on a violent charge where the defense was, I just did a different violent charge. And that's the vagarity of our system. This this murder highlights how challenging the system is because there are. Uh, illogical results and people are just going to do what people are just going to do. And I have no idea how Jersey could stand up and say, no one's influenced me and then change that tune so dramatically in writing and more testimony weeks later, which begs the question and it's legitimate, even though salacious was she manipulated. And that brings up this whole other can of worms about how aggressive these fantastic defense attorneys who are well-regarded, elected, powerful, successful, we, we, there's just natural questions. These are zealous advocates who are clearly going to fight every way they can. And I don't want to cast aspersions, but that change in story, people are going to ask questions. This is rural South Carolina, after all. And if the fix is in, you can find it in rural communities. Both things cannot be true. It just can't. You either lied under oath when you were polled for whatever reason you chose, or you lied during this hearing. They both cannot be true. It really is a conflict. And let me add one more twist. So this is what's called a collateral attack. Our system is devised so that when a jury says it, they have been empowered by oath, by selection, to be the finders of facts. When there's a question about what happened, the jury is the solution. Whatever the jury says happened, guess what? That's what happened, legally, lawfully, officially. That is the ultimate power of a jury, is a finder of fact. So when we finish a trial, that's why we never get to hear another trial again. All the appeals are done on on transcripts because you don't disturb the finding of a properly impaneled jury. This represents kind of the new wave of going back 
after resolution, after a jury verdict, I'm trying to find a way to disrupt that verdict. And I worry about that on an existential basis because the world has technology now that the founding fathers and the developers of our system could not comprehend. And the development of technology, mass communications, putting the world in our pockets, that changes how we interact with the court system. I get automatic uh, notifications on my phone. I just do. God, I get more of them than I care to think about. That's how the world's technology has intruded onto the province that previously would have been easy to cut out. And we can't do that like you were talking about earlier. How do you expect someone to isolate themselves from the largest local story and largest national criminal story happening for six weeks? Well, let me throw one more thing at you, Mr. Defense Attorney. How do you enter reasonable doubt before the trial ever starts? Mass media, social media. You've you've got people in Delphi talking about Odinism. Odinism. I took it. Which, if you follow the Odinist story, it it's unbelievable to see how it literally started as this. Hey, you know, it's some Odin. Boom. Next thing, then next thing. And then it got bigger and bigger and bigger. Look at the uh, Karen Reed case, which started out one way and is now exploded into interagency investigations with the U.S. attorneys. Look at what Fonnie Willis is dealing with in Fulton County right now. It's all on this same line and it gets back to the integrity of our system and whether we can continue to maintain that integrity or whether we've got to really start thinking about fundamental changes to the justice system, incorporating new technologies. There's a political theorist named Hannah Arendt um, who wrote in the 30s, 40s, and 50s about the origins of totalitarianism, which is the form of government that was used by Hitler and Stalin primarily. And her argument is that we had not had a new form of government since the times of the Greeks and the Romans until totalitarianism. And that is because totalitarianism could only exist due to the development of mass communication. Prior to mass communication, you could not have an authoritarian or totalitarian uh, leader because it wasn't possible for them to communicate to so many people the same message at the same time. And it leans into the mob and it leads into mass talk and things like that. We are still having that technological revolution and our court system and our government and our society is struggling with how do we maintain mores and values of fairness and propriety in the face of technologies that no one can predict. Because right now, if I wanted to text you secretly and share information and hide it so that no one could ever find it, I could do it. If I wanted to lie, cheat, steal, and defraud a system, it is arguably easier to do that now than at any other time in our past, and that includes most specifically and relevant here, collateral attacks. Because I can, with time, money, and some fraud, create a collateral attack that would damage the integrity of the system. And there are people that believe that happened here. 
Joshua Schiffer, I could talk to you all night long. And I appreciate you being on Zone 7 and a part of my Zone 7. I love it. I thank you so much. I, you make me smile when I see that message. This is one of the most enjoyable formats. I, I, do, I love talking with you. And I love the audience response. And this is so enjoyable. And it's so important. You know, this is the kind of stuff that, that affects the long arc. Because while current pop culture may forget about Alec Murdoch in six months, the, the lawyers, the, the policymakers, the people that are involved intellectually at how our system grows, this is a meaningful mile marker for everyone. Amen. And I'll tell you, I, I do think of Crichton Waters because, again, whether it's baseball or the courtroom or a marriage, how dare you lie? How dare you cheat? How dare you just violate the sanctity of all of it? Your oath, your vow, your promise. There's just no excuse in it to me. Y'all, I am going to end Zone 7 the way that I always do with a quote. The reason I talk to myself is because I'm the only one whose answers I accept. George Carlin. I'm Cheryl McCollum, and this is Zone 7. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career and here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information right here right now find your beautiful new floor at right rug flooring choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee visit rightrug.com that's r-i-t-e-r-u-g.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.